So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts put on their mind. One, two, three. Now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickpan, and welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Now, 2019, I had just started podcasting. And one of my very first episodes was with this fine gentleman with blonde hair, blue eyes, and a southern accent. And I'm pretty sure y'all have seen him before. And here it is, 2022. Things have changed. People have grown. And now here I am with Navy veteran, the host and creator of the Battle Bunker, YouTube sensation, Austin Alexander. Hello. Hello, everybody. You know, when when you say YouTube sensation, I know probably a lot of people just roll their eyes. And and that's not a, a title that I ever put on myself. I just out videos that inspire me and hopefully they will inspire others and the channel has grown in the meantime i'm very very blessed by that i love that thank you and i just austin how's everything been it's been really good it's been hectic and stressful you know like it always is and in business when you're trying to basically when you've built something out of nothing and every day I fight to keep that something, you know, and it's been great though. I mean, I look back, we've had lots of opportunity in the past four years since I've spoken to you, lots has changed. And when I spoke to you, the battle bunker wasn't even a thing, was it? No, oh, it wasn't. Yeah. So now since we've built two obstacle courses, um, First one to film on, second one, our current one, to film on and to host people in and competitions. We have a competition coming up with 64 athletes from around the world. Don't really know how we did it, but we've done it. They're coming from Croatia, Denmark, Italy, Australia, United Kingdom, United States, and they're competing with us in our first competition. You know, the question that I ask is, how does that feel now? You know, four years ago, you were in the Navy, Master of Arms. Now, here you are hosting something so incredible with so many people coming out to compete. What is that now? It's another level of stress. It's, you know, when people from the outside looking in, they say, they see, Hey, the battle bunker has 
you know, they have a new obstacle course and now they're having this big competition. But to me, I'm constantly worried and stressed about things that can go wrong, which is, is normal, you know, but I just am so hyper obsessed with making this experience a notable and memorable experience for the athletes that come in. Every wicket that we check off, hey, got it, got the athletes, got the plane tickets, got the rooms, got the meals. There's another wicket that we have to add to the list. Like, do we have food for the spectators? Do we have food for the volunteers? What about the volunteer shirts? What about medical? What about BLS and ALS ambulance on standby? There's a thousand things that still have to be done. And for me, I've always been the type to not really celebrate wins and just kind of focus on the next one. But I need to get better at at pausing and saying, hey, look what we've built and look what we've done this far. So, yeah, I mean, a lot has changed. Now, instead of only video, we're adding a physical proponent, which is the biggest one. You're dealing with a lot of in-person traffic. You know, it, for people to watch a video online, it takes this amount of effort. For people to travel out and book tickets and be there and experience the atmosphere, it takes a lot of effort for them. So anybody that comes out or, or supports the competition in some way, I'm forever indebted to. You know, and I know it sounds cliche when people say it, you know, is that, oh, you're such a big inspiration to me. But to be honest with you, four years ago, you were an inspiration to me. And now seeing you now, you're you're this inspiration that's just like, bro, I can't believe it, man. Like this is happening. And to be able to witness it, it's a crazy feeling. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's uh Did it, you think that four years ago? No, I I'm sorry. I don't know. It's this. No, go ahead. Um Okay, so I'll go ahead. Did I think yeah. that four years ago? No, I, you know, I was starting the hot mic show as a, as a newer venture. And in business and growth and everything, you just got to roll with the punches. And it kind of, you know, I apply the effort, but I don't control what works and what doesn't work. And the battle bunker, I didn't know if it was going to, it was going to work or not. I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm honest with this competition is the first competition that I've ever put on. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning as I go. And as you go, as you're on that path, you, you, you knock at doors and a lot of those doors are, are locked, but eventually you'll find one that opens. And the battle bunker was a, was a door that I knocked at and it opened. And Still, I don't know what's going to be the case six months from now. I don't know what's going to be the case two months from now. All I can do is follow my plan, execute accordingly, and keep pushing forward and, and follow, follow that plan the best I can. There will be changes, but as long as you just keep knocking at those doors, you'll have some that will open for you. 100%. 100%. Now, as we sit back and we talk about the battle bunker, from the beginning of what your YouTube used to be, what motivated you to get started with this? I never, I grew up in a small town in Alabama. I wasn't exposed to a whole lot. When I joined the Navy, I was constantly exposed to different cultures, people from different states, different accents, different foods. 
And one of the things I was exposed to was, was training people and helping people through physical fitness. And over my 30 years of life, there has been nothing that I have enjoyed more than to set somebody out on their path their, of their fitness journey and seeing them progress. And I love the feeling. I love hearing people say, you've helped me so much. You've changed my life. And as you know, fitness, it can do wonders for your family life, your goals, your, your discipline. And for me, it all started there. So I said, let's basically, let's just put it in video format. Let's start off. Let's make a, a few videos of me teaching and helping people how to do things as simple as just push-ups. And then we moved on to the physical readiness test. And then we moved on to different branches like Marine Corps martial arts, which is a video that I've, I've filmed with you on my channel. And I love kind of being that stronghold for people that are looking for some type of inspiration and some type of maybe motivation to get themselves in shape and to get going. So that's how this all started. That's how creating the video started. That's how the battle bunker started. And yeah, that's, that's it. Now, as we talk about doing the videos, going into different avenues, interacting with different people, new foods, new people, and these videos going out there and the stresses that come along with it, what has kept you going? It is knowing that, hey, there's at least a couple of people out there that have seen the videos or have met me in person and, and they look up to me. And I know this sounds cliche for sure, but because people say it all the time, but for me, it's the truth. If there's just one or two people out there that are watching what I'm doing and they're getting inspiration from me and they're choosing to live their life by things that I, I mention or say, like, you know, getting good sleep, eating healthy, living, living healthier, going to the gym, working out, then that's my motivation for sure. And the fear of failing those people scares the shit out of me. I, I hate letting people down. I, I, I can't stand it. And, and that's what keeps me going. Damn, man. Like, that, I appreciate you, Austin. I, appreciate I really do. You. And I appreciate the things that you Thank do. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, because I remember when I first started and I was able to, we were doing that episode. I'm driving to your house. I got this headset. I got this app and I'm thinking we're about to sit across the table and we're going to have a conversation. And I remember walking in there and just the way that you spoke, the way that y'all embraced me, it, it felt so reassuring. And I remember going in that studio and I'm not even about to lie to you. People don't talk about being intimidated often. And when I walked in there, I remember looking at camera A, camera B, you know what I mean? Yeah. You had the table, you had the laptop. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this guy's a professional. This guy is level 15, level 20. And here you are, level one. 
what are you doing? And as I see you, which is see you succeeding, and I see everybody that's come on your show. And once again, congratulations on that. Thank you. Has there ever been a moment where you feel like, what am I doing? These people, they have platforms. These people are established. Every single day. And you mentioned, you know, at me at the time being level 15 and you being level one. A few months before that, I was level one. I could not afford that gear. I, I couldn't afford a studio. You know, we lived in a um, two-bed, one-bath in Long Beach when we, we first moved to California, Sarah and I. And before that, I lived in a, a three-bed shared with four people. And I can just remember, and I, I'll always remember this, everybody starts out somewhere, and for me it was level one. So when I see someone come in that's starting a venture, I'm so driven to empower them to just start somewhere. And for you, back then, you were just starting. So I wanted to in, instill that, hey, it's okay. I mean, everybody starts somewhere in you. And I try to do that for, for everyone that I see a little bit of spark in or someone that's starting a new venture. Because, like I said, I remember when I was level zero, you know, I was in 20K in debt, couldn't afford, hardly afford food. And, yeah, so I try to, I try to empower people through, through helping them and, and just being – being nice and, and reassuring them that, hey, this is a great direction. You know, and when you did that, I don't think you realized, bro, like, you ignited a spark within me. And I'm pretty sure people have seen the clip. When you handed me those mics and you handed me that recorder, I'm sitting back and I'm like, holy shit, this person believes in me. And we both know that when you start something, the first person that you got to bet on is yourself. Yep. But it feels good when somebody else bets on you. And yes. I remember driving back, walking on cloud nine, wiping tears out of my eyes. I look over in the passenger seat and I see the mics, I see the recorder. And I ask myself, what the hell are you going to do with this? And I remember taking out a loan getting a laptop, getting lighting, setting up an area so that I could use the stuff that I was given to be able to double down on myself to take it to the next level. And I really want to just tell you, thank you for igniting that spark within me. Of course. And thank my next question. Um, I was going to say thanks for, for continuing with it. You know, it's, it's not easy. It's, uh, it requires a lot of discipline to, to keep, you know, being consistent. And I said, if you take 100%. this stuff, please just promise me that you will not stop what you're doing. And here we are, four years later, baby, still going. Here and, we are. And if I would have known that, I would have given you some lights and and stuff as well. <laughs> oh, man, no, nah, because you had already blessed me. You had ar- I see you got a, you, you know, got some uh, sound dampeners in the background. You got lighting. You got the side profile mm-hmm. camera. It looks good. It looks you really like good. that? Yeah. It's real nice. You know, I'm sitting here, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, is the side profile too cliche? No, it's great. I don't think a lot of, I don't think um, many people use it enough. I, I like the side profile. I feel that. And then if you don't know, I also got another camera pointing directly at me. So I'm running camera A and camera B now. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Can you switch it? That one's, um, that one's recording like four, 
like a uh, higher quality, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Sarah, you remember Demetrius? Yeah, what's up, Tim? How's it going? Hey, Sarah. I, I got to take y'all out to breakfast. I can't hear him, He's but. He's got to take us out to breakfast. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I remember I was over there, you know, I had some eggs and I was thinking to myself. He has a cleaner studio than you do. Sorry, you can't hear you because you're in my headphones. But uh, he said he remembers when he came over and we're like, you want something to eat? And he's like, nah. And we're like, nah, let's fix you. Let me fix you some eggs. Oh, yeah. And then he ate the yogurt. See, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, she remembers like, you remember the yogurt? I don't even remember the yogurt. Yeah, I was like, here's some yogurt. He's like, oh, this is good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you owe us breakfast. Okay. See you later. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did I ruin your podcast? I'm sorry. No, not at all. In fact, we, you know, I love that. Okay, good. Good. You know, I was over here. I'm like trying to get the nerves out, get the jitters out. And now it feels more organic. Good, good. You know, and I, going back to it, like looking at the setup now. I wouldn't have done this if you didn't bet on me. You know, I honestly was thinking like, you know, I'm just doing this and nobody else is listening. I, nobody else is going to hear what I'm actually doing. Nobody else is going to feel exactly what I'm doing. And for you to bet on me, it really meant a lot back then. And it jump-started exactly what I wanted to do. And my question is, is that have you ever had that moment where somebody betted on you? Yeah. Yeah, um, Sarah bets on me every single day. You know, she she moves with me. She we've moved three different times, twice for the mm-hmm. or four different times, twice for the battle bunker. And she is a creature of habit. So if she is not in a in a schedule or or just you know a consistent daily routine, she tends to go a little crazy. And I've been taking her through a roller coaster, and um. Yeah, she she bets on me every single day, as well as now I have a I hate the term manager, but he he helps me a lot with facilitating things and thoughts and and everything. His name's Michael Gordon, and uh-huh. he bets on me. Yep, and I, and I bet on him. So originally, not having. You know, when when the battle bunker was just this idea, people thought I was crazy. They they're like, what, "How are you gonna monetize? Why would you spend you know fifty thousand dollars on something that you can't monetize?" Like, you know, that's how normal people think. And back then, I didn't have a a really stronghold on people betting on me, other than Sarah. And yes, it's that's one of the most powerful feelings. I agree. Now. Having people tell you, like, you know, are you sure you want to do this? How are you going to do this? Was there ever a moment where you were just like, maybe they're right. I already got a good thing going. Yes. Why should I go and take this? Yes. I mean, I even still building this obstacle course, I constantly have this thought in my mind. What if people don't come out? What if, what if we do, you know, one thing wrong and it steers people away? And I've got this huge, massive, expensive course. And what if nobody uses it? But I like to remember this term. It's from The Field of Dreams. Great movie. 
in the movie, they say, if you build it, they will come. But for me, I, I always think if you build it, they will battle. And I have just told myself from the beginning and battle to me means, you know, go out there and battle against themselves, push themselves to become, to become more, become better and, and battle against their, their opponents and, and really push to, to, to be successful. And yeah, I, I mean, I, there's no day that goes by that says that, that I think, oh, I got this in the bag. This is going to be easy. This is going to be great. No day. Every single day I am, I feel like I'm treading water. You know, if I, if I stop treading, I'm going to sink. So I just got to go, go, go. Outstanding. Ooh, I like that. The treading water. Motivational speaker after this? <laughs> well, I did take a class on Skillshare, you know. <laughs> Man, that, I like that. If you, you build it, they are calm. But if you build it, they are battle. If you build it, they will battle, yes. Now, as we get closer to it, because what is it? October, is it October 18th or October 28th? 29th. 29th. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's right around the corner. It is. Yeah, 14 days away. What does it feel like right now? It feels like I'm in this rushing river downstream, and the river gets less fast, and the current gets less after the competition. But for the next 14 days, that river is rushing, and I'm in the water, and I'm having to to be sharp. I'm having to make smart decisions. I'm having to facilitate this competition the best way that I can because people say, oh, it's just competition. People are going to drive in, have a blast, and then go home. But for me, it is do we have a proper volunteer staff in case the athletes need water? Do we have a proper volunteer staff for the volunteers when they need water? Do we have the correct access roads blocked off? Are we maintaining the access roads free of traffic so the – advanced life support ambulance can get access to in case there were an accident. You know, all the things that people do not see from the outside, I am taking care of and managing. And that comes along with 64 really competitive athletes. So our judges have to be on point the day of. Our race director has to be on point. We all have to be on the same page. And getting 20 people together that have already committed on a volunteer basis for this competition for 12 hours, getting people together before the competition is even a task in itself. That doesn't even include the volunteers. So now, you know, all these little things that people don't, don't see, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm here because I'm learning because I know this is crucial for us to go into physical competitions. And I am a, I'm a great executor. I tell people all the time, I can execute all day. I can, you know, I can execute and knock on those doors. And if those doors don't open, I'll go to the next one. Planning is something I'm working on. This event has definitely helped me with planning. It's helped me just kind of meditate what all we need. And if we can pull this off, it's going to be, it's going to be big. And I'm excited for it. And still nervous. You know, 
when you see somebody and they start this venture, whatever venture it may be, you know, it's, it's the first day. Yeah. The second day. Yeah. The third day is yeah. And then they decide to take it to the next level, just like what you're doing right now. And then you realize like, damn, like how the hell am I going to be able to do this? The time that's going to go into the effort that it's got to go into the patience that you need. And many people, especially in these types of situations, they end up just stop doing it. And my question is, is what do you have to say to somebody that's, that's about to take it to the next level, but the effort, the patience, it comes. I say, really sit down, think about it, think about what you want to do and tell someone, someone that you can trust to hold you accountable because if they're, I mean, if there weren't 64 athletes flying out and a race director and people that I'm paying to be there and spectators coming out, there have been multiple times where I'd wanted to just pull out. And even though I would never come to that point, personally, I think it is easy for people to just pull out and say, no, I'll do it again another time or I'll do it again whenever. So if you can have someone hold you accountable and it's going to suck. You know, they may be calling you at 6 a.m. Whatever your account accountability a wish is, like if it's, hey, I want to compete in this powerlifting competition in three months, so I have to train every day at 6 a.m. because I go to work at 9. If you have a coach or an accountability partner that's going to call you every day at 6 a.m., like I said, it's going to suck. Some days you're not going to want to train. It helps out a ton because when humans think of letting themselves down, sometimes they can just bury it. Some people can just bury it and just forget about it and be okay. But when it comes time to let someone else down, naturally we do not want to do that. So I don't want to let these people down. And that's, that's my advice to people would have someone to hold you accountable. I don't get stumped. I don't get in those moments where I'm in awe. And Austin, damn, man. Now, where we're at now, where we're about to go, I know that when I was getting this started, going to shows, doing events, I was always sit back and I would think to myself, like, damn, this is a lot of work. And I remember when my life wasn't like this. Has there ever been a moment where it was like, damn, I wish I could just go back to the beginning when things were consistent. Things were, I was in the Navy. Has there ever been a moment like that? When I first got out of the Navy, there was a moment where, you know, my paychecks went away. I was carrying on this business full time. I was hiring on employees. I had that additional cost from the battle bunker out there. It was three grand a month for rent. And I found myself waking up saying, what am I doing? Taking on all these expenses. What am I doing? And for the first four or five months out of the Navy, we were in the red. We were not making money. And 
that time I started looking for jobs. I said, well, I'll just, I'll just dip out and do this part time. And I, I panicked, I panicked a little bit, but April or March, April, May came around and we started to be in the green again. We started to, to operate as normal. And yeah, so, I mean, even I've, even I've had times I've realized over the last two years that, and I've known this obviously, but you, you really put it into perspective when you see your friends and maybe some of your family, when they pass away and pass on, you really realize, hey, nothing really matters in this world unless you make a change with someone or unless you you can change someone's life or if you have a really profound effect on people. That's when people are going to remember you. And for now, I'm willing to do anything, take any risk, and be, you know, a little stressed out and worried sometimes in order to build this organization so it can affect as many people positively as we can. So if I have to take out a crazy loan, if I have to, you know, borrow 100K from a friend, which I did, um, then I'm, will- I'm willing to do that to, to make it happen. And, and by now, your listeners are probably thinking, this guy's freaking crazy. But um, I have such a belief in this, in this idea that I'm willing to do anything to make it work. Austin, I think the biggest thing, and, and it's something that's just been echoing within my damn spirit for a while, and I'm pretty sure whoever's listening to us right now, they're saying to themselves, you know, if I take this next level, am I going to continue to keep pushing forward? And seeing you bet on yourself, double down on yourself, face the obstacles, overcome them, and continue to move forward, I just got to tell you that you're just an inspiration. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, with that being said, as we come to a close to this episode, last thoughts. Somebody that's pushing their dream, what is some advice that you could give them? You're probably not prepared what you're going to face in the future. You're, you're not prepared for it. But just know that if you do the best you can, you keep being consistent and keep pushing forward. You never give up. You never turn turn away and go the opposite direction from that locked door. You keep knocking on doors and looking for opportunity and looking for growth. At some point, if you keep optimizing, learning from your mistakes, you will grow. And you hear all the time, 70% of businesses fail. Yeah, but those business operators, they probably just pivot instead of fail so be prepared for it. Be prepared for things and, and stress that you're going to face. Take it a day at a time. Execute accordingly, and you will prevail. And I, I, I want to mention this. I, want, I feel like this story is, is important. When I first started my business, it scared the shit out of me. I filed for an LLC through the government. Mm-hmm. I called it AMA Marketing Ventures. And 
my plan was to market for other business operators to do social media marketing, everything for them. After four or five months of, of knocking on doors and trying to get clients and say, hey, this is what I can do for you. I can optimize your website, email, social media, whatever. After knocking on those doors with AMA Marketing Ventures, I pivoted. I said, I don't want to do this. I had gotten a couple of clients, but I said, I want to take this to the next level because I believe that I'm good enough to do this for myself, make my own business, and do all these things for myself. And that business, AMA Marketing Ventures, the same business that did $0 in 2017, is the same exact LLC and the same exact business that I use today. It has creeping up on three-quarter of a million dollars this year. And I don't mean that in a, hey, look at me, we've done this much. I mean that in a progressive way. The same business four years ago or 75 years ago that did $0 that I thought was doomed has been successful thus far. $0 to you know, 750K. And that same business that I thought was going to fail, I kept knocking on doors. I pivoted, and it's still up and running and, and doing great to this day. You know, being able to take a step back, reevaluate, stick to your guns, that's something that we don't see often. And with that, as we come to a close to this episode, thank you, Austin, for not only pursuing your dreams and moving forward, but showing us what it's like to actually do it, stick to your guns, and double down. Of course. Thanks for having me, Demetrius. I really enjoyed this. Great. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned every Monday as we bring you another episode. And lastly, don't forget to like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share this podcast because this podcast was dedicated to helping you become a better version of yourself. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but just like we need more sleep, just like we need more money, we deserve to be a better version of ourselves. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.